0: Hey everyone, this is Kristen Sandy with the Chris and Sandy show. Where we get up close to personal some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said, every episode we have a great one for you. Who do we have?
1: We have country artist Tiffany Voice with us today. She was named a Taste of Country artist to watch and a CMT Next Up Now artist. Her EP, All About Love, released on March 18th and features a powerful version of Leanne Rhymes Probably Wouldn't Be This Way and her current radio single, I Don't Want You Back. And she has a new podcast, What's Mine Is Yours with Tiffany Voys. that will be launching November 18th.
0: And we're excited to talk to her about all that yeah. and then some. So welcome to the show.
2: Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's our pleasure. You know, yes. I always like to kind of start the same way. Um, last couple of years been rough for a lot of people, but especially entertainment. Mm-hmm. So how did the pandemic affect what you do and how have you kind of maneuvered through it now that we're kind of on the other
2: side? You know, I probably had a pretty unique situation where I was really lucky to where right before all the shutdowns, I had gone on a like three to four month radio tour. So and I was actually about ready to go on a second one. But I was able to make those relationships and build those connections right before that all happened. So while I wasn't able to perform or really go out and do a lot, I had, since I had built those relationships, every time I released a single, I was so blessed that country radio still like added the singles and kept that part of my career still going. Oh, wow. So my music was still getting out there through you know a lot of mainstream radio, which was I was so blessed and lucky to have because I know a lot of people didn't even get the opportunity to go out on the road to even meet radio. So I just kept in contact with a lot of my radio contacts and that is what helped me at least have that. And I mean, I did cooking shows, which is so weird <laughs> because I don't, I don't really do that. And anyway, yeah. I mean, to still just get out there is what we. I mean, I have a great team with me that you know still got me slots through you know Zooms or whatever the case was. Mm-hmm. It's just not the same as people like person to person interaction. But it just really absolutely. isn't. So mm-hmm. I was still able to get into the studio a little bit and record. That's why I've still consistently been able to put out music. But it was it was tough. And so we're now just now getting back to the idea of even. Going back out on the road because a lot of radio still hasn't even gotten back like now they work from home they don't you know <laughs> they don't go back into the studio so it's kind of hard right. as an artist who wants to be able to you know have face-to-face interactions with people because i really do believe that's a huge part of country music is nope. the relationships it is. Mm-hmm. it's not just about i mean don't get me wrong the majority of it is about the music but it's the whole thing. It's the yeah, person the the interaction. Mm. Yeah. I think country music is one of those beautiful genres where it's really about human interaction. Yeah, more so than mm.
0: And, you know, I think that the future is, and I think that the pandemic helped with, with kind of expanding this because we've always had this technology. It's just people didn't <laughs> realize that we would need it. So I kind of think the future is, and I've already started seeing some people do this where you, you have your live show set up for the live, but then you also have, streaming it too, so that your fans around the world can also participate.
2: Oh, I absolutely agree. I think that part has been really, really cool. We just have to make sure that hopefully iPhones and laptops will come out with better audio because I've watched some (laughs) of my favorite people and they can, they'll talk to me too and they'll be like, it just doesn't sound the same. And I said, I know we kind of have to move, we have to ebb and flow with the changes. And so maybe hopefully Apple and and all those people will come out with better microphones. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's <true>. you know <laughs> right. that's like for us you know we launched this show january of 2020 so a couple months before everything and our original plan was maybe 100 interviews first year I thought we could do that be a great foundation and then we watch everything start getting shut down and i told sandy you know this could be our time to shine since everybody's free now what don't yes do? but, <laughs> and so we end up doing three 300 interviews that first year and we're at we 600 did. now.
2: Mm-hmm whoa congratulations that's really cool that's awesome this
0: year's been a little rough you know we were we we did 300 first year 200 second and the plan was 200 again this year but we're at only 100 because we've had two deaths in the family and a couple other things and so it's so we've got put back a little bit but next year we're going to come on strong again
2: we are yeah sometimes life gets in the way of of some things and i mean i found that out with with just everything. We've learned that over the years, right? Since COVID, yeah. that things just, mm-hmm. we there's those things that are unexpected that are going to happen. And you just have to figure out how you're going to maneuver through those challenges. And I think that co- COVID taught us a lot about that, about just facing unknown yep. challenges mm-hmm. and things and deaths, you know, illness, um, job loss. I mean, there was like, a lot
0: of unknown for a while. A lot there of unknown. Is. And I think mm-hmm. we all,
2: I guess, <laughs> naively, I've, I've lived life very much Probably in a blissful, unaware land. Yes. And then this kind of was a brick wall that hits you and goes, you know, like you're not in control of anything, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's
0: like when um, it first started, about a month or two in, when they were talking about um, there may never be concerts again. We were like, huh? We
1: we're
2: like, I don't that's know. Not
0: happen. I and that would
2: it. be so hard for just the music industry, not because of just mm-hmm. you know the the obvious, which is the financial aspect, but. Again, music is for, to bring people together. That's the, that is music, right? It's healing, it brings you together. A lot of your
0: beliefs, that's one thing you can come together on.
2: Absolutely. I love that about music. Cause it's like, you can think totally like in this crazy world of politicalness and everything. <laughs> yeah. Music can bring people who would have never, unlikely people who would have never talked before and it brings them together on something.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, um, a lot of people see the glory in what you do, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the (laughs) tears, the struggles it takes to build any career within music. And I always like to talk about that side of it because everybody else kind of glosses over it. But on our show, we go there. So tell us a little bit about some of the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through just to get to where you are today.
2: Yeah. I mean, before even moving to Nashville, I had been working back and forth From Nashville. So, the moment I graduated high school was when I decided I wanted to take music a little bit more seriously. I went to college and then I ended up, you know, coming home after I was done saying, like, I, I don't want to pursue anything else. This is what I want to do. Yeah. And from there, I think my parents were like, yikes, like, it sounds a little like unknown. And that's scary, you know, and mm-hmm. knowing that your, your kid might be struggling for a while, and if not mm-hmm. a really long time, and that's scary for any parent. And I think, once yeah. I yeah. one, you know, God willing, I will experience that too. Um, But then realizing what goes into just coming back and forth to Nashville, building a team, having a lot of no's, and then hopefully a little bit of yeses. And then when you think you've gotten, you know, five steps ahead, then you take seven steps backward. Um, <laughs> knowing that you will invest more in yourself than you will ever get a return on. Um, patience, patience, because you want to, instant gratification, right? And anybody that you think at home or you think they had an overnight success, there's no such thing. Um, Mm -hmm. They've been working at it for years and years and years. So what you might've like, oh my gosh, like for instance, a lot of people are like, Lainey Wilson.
0: um, She's been doing it for years.
2: Wow, she Mm -hmm. she just got it right out the gate. And you're like, no, she's been Mm -hmm. doing this for a really long time. And she's probably had so many moments where she's been like, what am I doing? Like, what are all Mm -hmm. these years doing for me because I'm not getting anywhere. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's just all your wheels have to be going in the right direction at the same time. And if one of those wheels is working slower or a different pace or going back, it slows you down.
0: You know, that's like, I remember with Gabby Barrett, you know, a lot of people thought she just came up because she was three on Idol, but I I'm Facebook friends with her family and they tell the stories of before Idol. And it was like a 10-year journey where the whole family was involved, where nobody did anything else outside of Gabby. It was all Gabby trying to get her to that point.
2: Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know even to a degree, if you even look really far back into like Carrie Underwood's past, I do know she's sang at county fairs, festivals. I mean, she was still pursuing a career in music before the platform in which, you know, American Idol gave her to elevate it. But Mm -hmm. it's not like anybody just steps into this and it's just like, and it works out. I mean, you have to, (laughs) it's a lot. And another thing that I always like to credit is to, I have, you know, even though I'm an independent artist, I have a team and, Mm -hmm it's really hard to make this happen without a village and i make it really known that i'm so grateful to so many people that you don't know the names you don't see them and because doing it alone is almost is almost impossible you need to have a few champions in your corner i'm not saying you need like a whole record label behind you what that makes a little easier but it takes a village and it takes meeting really good honest people that want to really take a chance on you but at the end of the day the the biggest person that's the only person that's going to believe in you the most is yourself I mean it's you need to have a few other people in your corner that believe in you of course but no one's ever going to believe in your career and how bad if you want you it as much as you do yeah. mm-hmm. and, and you know
0: something I've noticed you know we've interviewed a lot of people including some at the celebrity status and one thing I've noticed with the people that has made it to the top, I think every one of them that we've interviewed um, has said the exact same thing that it's a lot of work and one or two lucky breaks because they always say that there's always one or two people that kind of opens a door sure. open that next oh, level yeah. but, but there's always a little bit of luck involved and people don't realize that but at the same time you never get to the lucky part if you don't build the hardcore ethic
2: Oh yeah. Because those who that just probably just get lucky and say, I'm sure there's a few out there, right, that I've done that. A lot of the times their success falls as fast as it rose, mm-hmm. you know, and I think because you have to know the, the hard work behind it. And that mm-hmm. has been some of like my concerning parts of it. And I think it's a great tool. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to diss on TikTok. I think yeah. it's a great tool, yeah. but it's really. um I think what they're learning is singing in your bedroom alone is a lot different than ten thousand people. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And mm-hmm. so, say you have this instant success on on TikTok and you get go viral, and then all of a sudden you have you know record labels fighting for you or publishers or whatever the case is. And then all of a sudden they put you out in front of people and you're like, you better learn fast because it's a different animal than you being able to to manipulate and control your video in your bedroom or take a hundred takes, right? Before you pick Mm -hmm. that one take that you liked and then you put it up. So that's where social media, it's it's such a blessing but it also can be a curse because you get to control so much of it, right? And versus, When you're in the real the the major leagues, it's a little different. When you get up to bat and you don't get the chance to, Mm -hmm. oh wait, no, I want to do it again. Or no, you you get your when it comes to record
0: labels, there ain't no second chance.
2: It's really hard, and if you can't, and then you have to remember that it's a business, right? I mean, as much as it is, Mm -hmm. you know, they're I'm sure they care about their people on their label, but at the end of the day, it's it's they signed you because you you're going to make them money, right? It's a business. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you're not going to, you know, return after the investment that they've put in, mm-hmm.
0: you're not mm-hmm. doing your
2: job, right? It's like if you weren't went to work every day um, and then you just stopped showing up yeah. and then they're like, well, yeah. if you didn't clock in, then I'm going to fire you. It's, you know, it's... <laughs> It, people need to remember at the end of the day, this this entire the music industry, it's a business, you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, while our job is to put out things for the audience and to make and have them connect and it's something. But it, it is a job. It's a job. Yeah. yeah. And, and,
0: you know, talking about that and with the social media and TikTok, you know, that's like for our show, you know, I, we started even though we started the show with audio and eventually moved to video, um, we always been live for the most part. I, I like mm-hmm. live better. It's more raw to me, mm-hmm. I, and it makes it easier on me. I don't have to worry about editing. So, <laughs> I <you> know, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I'm glad I'm like that because I've got podcast friends of mine that say, you know, I could never do it live, so I I have to cut it up. And and I'm like, well, then you take out, you then too. then you become so perfect in that way that if you're ever presented on a live stage as a podcaster, you you won't be able to do
2: it. Oh, I. Wholeheartedly agree Um, with the podcast that I'm sure I know we'll be talking about. We're doing our best to not sliver things down too much. And and because,
0: But let's talk about the podcast now.
2: Yeah. I just wanted it to feel like a conversation. Right. And that's what it should be. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. what's been the struggle of it, though, is this is a good thing, actually, is we have way more than we need. Um, I have been so lucky that when I'm sitting down with these songwriters, that they want to talk, and I don't mean just oh, for thirty minutes, an hour. I haven't gotten a guest up out of the seat, and from start to finish of the interview, anything under than like three hours. Wow! Oh, wow!
0: So You have to cut it out. You have no yeah, choice man. to
1: cut it. I
2: have no choice. I mean, our first <laughs> yeah. guest that we're releasing the first whole <laughs> four episode, we broke him mm-hmm. up into four episodes because we didn't want to. There was so there was so much there, and it was like yeah. it would be doing a disservice to not give all of it. So we just mm-hmm. broke it up into four episodes and it is what it is. And I think that people are going to like that. It's kind of like getting a Netflix series and awesome. you have to yeah. binge it all because you, you want to get to the it. next mm-hmm. thing. And yeah. But sitting down with these songwriters has been so fulfilling and so rewarding. Right. And But what it taught me and what it's shown me is how much they want to talk and how yeah. much they're not talked mm-hmm. to. Because I mean, as an artist, I get I mean, first of all, I love talking. I'll talk for hours. It doesn't matter. of artists, they don't want to, they hate it. Right. They're, uh-huh. they're like, okay, uh-huh. I hope this interview only lasts 30 minutes or I hope it's not very right. long or whatever the case is. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm realizing these songwriters aren't talked to and that's why they want to talk for like three hours, four hours. Oh, and you're wow. like, whoa.
1: Have a platform. Wow. Yeah.
2: Who's not talking to you? Like, and what really kind of,
0: and we had Lance Carpenter on a couple times.
2: Well, what gets me angry is, and, and it irritates me and it frustrates me. And this is why I'm so glad I'm doing this is that Nashville as a whole, as I've noticed uh, every, it feels like it's quarterly. We all yeah. wave, mm-hmm. the, wave the flag and put, and put the, the, our Instagram posts up about how we want to support the songwriter. It's, it's so unjust what's happening to them, but then, mm-hmm. then what? just because you you just mention it and then you move on that's not helping them like no offense it's just not doing anything yeah so while i i love that you're you're bringing acknowledgement to it it's like okay now what now what are you gonna do Mm -hmm. you know so i decided from there i was like i'm just not gonna post something up on instagram quarterly and hope oh yeah i did my part no let's let's take it further let's Mm -hmm. let's actually do something about it and now i'm i actually love that i'm giving the microphone to them you know and let let them they have the floor. They can talk about whatever they want to talk about. We're talking about really challenging topics about the music industry. We're talking about obviously the stories behind the songs that they've written. And I think that's the that's the foundation of the show. But mm-hmm. we have really evolved to being like, let's talk about the hard stuff. And maybe it's the stuff people don't want you to talk about. But if you're comfortable with talking about it, let's talk about it. Because I don't think you should be silenced. So if it's mm-hmm. something that's going to upset some of the record labels, OK. Because you know what? Change has never happened. <laughs> by being by staying in the comfortable zone. So let's yeah. let's shake it up a little bit. And if yeah, I mean, there are
0: some fun. conversations we have on here that I'm sure if record labels ever watched, they would cringe because, yes. you know, like one of the things that I bring up quite a bit and, and and we only recently learned this by interviewing so many people. I didn't realize that, you know, just because a label went want you, that means they really want you. I Mm -hmm. learned really quick interviewing people that if they feel you're a threat to somebody, they just poured millions of dollars in, they Mm -hmm. will come to you because they know you probably don't have an attorney, don't, won't read the contracts and you're all excited. Oh, I'm finally getting on a label. They sign you and then they shelf you. Sorry, my cat. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, your papa, your papa. but then, but
0: then they shelf you and now here it is your dreams mm-hmm. that your passion your purpose that you've always gone for you can't do for 3 years
2: yep they'll 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 take you off the market you know what i mean and um that way mm-hmm. nobody else can have you either and that very much so yeah there's so much to behind the curtain right that nobody sees and and let's be honest people would love to know this stuff people love to know the stuff that's <laughs> a mystery mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong do i think some things probably should maintain there should be a little bit of 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 uh mystery i guess you know sure (laughs) but there is some stuff that i think the the public should know and i'm not scared to talk about it you know i was on a different interview a few weeks ago and we were talking about the podcast and they said are you scared about the backlash and i said no and but if you asked me that question five years ago maybe I just Uh kind of feel like I'm here in Nashville now. And I feel like I was given this platform for a reason. And um, all of it can be taken away from me at any point, right? So might as well go out doing what I'm passionate about and what I love and, and say what I want to say and unapologetically so. And like I said, nothing, nothing of greatness happens by staying comfortable. You gotta, you gotta move, rattle, shake. You gotta do something. If you want real change, you Mm -hmm. gotta
0: Mm -hmm. make it up where do you see that going though i mean because because social media has been a game changer it's been a plus and a minus as you know now if you don't have a following a label will not even look at you but at the same time you don't need a label as much as you used to because of social media
2: totally um it's tricky. I really wish there were more. and But I get it. A lot of it has to do with budget, right? So yeah. I think labels have lost a lot of money along the way where they don't have the budgets to artists develop because there's no such thing as like artist development anymore. It's like yeah. if you're right. not already the package with the bow on it and the sparkles. Then they're not signing you, right? You you better Mm -hmm. be a. I kind of compare it to watching Shark Tank. I always get very frustrated when I watch that show because I'm like, they had a great idea, though. Why didn't you? Why didn't you invest in them? (laughs) And they're like, well, they weren't. They weren't already making a million dollars, so that's why. And I go, what? (laughs) I thought (laughs) the point of the show was finding a great idea and then taking a chance on it. That's mm-hmm. what the record labels used to be. Yeah. They used yeah. to find real talent and then take a chance on you. And then their job was to develop you as an artist. Mm-hmm. And now that's out. Yeah,
0: and, you know, because I'm doing that, I think it's actually pulled some scammy people in because now you have people that are artist development, but they make you pay for it.
2: Oh, yeah. we talk about mm-hmm. it. Um, I have a guest coming on the show. I don't know what, when, what months his episode will be released, but he's coming Mm -hmm. out with kind of a, an artist development company, Uh but he takes zero money. Oh, wow, that's That's awesome. That that. is what it's about. That's That's the thing. That's a future. I have ran into plenty of people along the way in my journey here that, yeah, they'll do anything for a check. Right. I mean, sure. You'll be a star in no time. And you're like, well, first of all, there are no guarantees in this business. So you can't guarantee anything. So anytime yeah. somebody ever guarantees you something, makes things says they're going to, you're going to, they're going to make you a star or a success. They're lying to you. Run, run, mm-hmm. don't walk away from them. Run, don't sign any contracts. Don't do anything like that because it's, that's, that's a lie. And you get these really hopeful, starry eyed girls and guys coming from different States and, and mm-hmm. just hoping to make it. And they, they, it's easy to get sucked in. You know, you're like, I don't know anything. Especially I compare it a lot to my journey here. You know, my parents Mm -hmm. were trying to be so helpful and and believe in me. And they're like, well, yeah, Yeah. we we didn't know anyone. You know, we didn't know anyone here in Nashville. So we take these meetings because we're like, my dad's like, okay, we got to start somewhere, right? We got to try. And then we start running into all these, what I like to call sharks. And you're like, Um, wait, that didn't, but something in your gut didn't feel right. Like, that felt like a car salesman. That didn't feel good. Like that didn't, I don't know. And my dad goes, I don't feel good about that. So it was actually Mm -hmm. a blessing in disguise because it was through those horrible meetings and those things that just didn't feel right to us reaching out to entertainment attorneys and talking to people through that avenue. And then whether like, don't sign those contracts, those are bad. And then from there, it was like, it was like a game of telephone then that person said well let me introduce you to somebody that I really trust and I believe in and then yeah. you just kept and it took five years to build my team but you know what it, it was worth every year and every month and every second and every minute because I am now surrounded by people that I would trust fall into 365 yeah. days out of the year I would close my eyes turn around and fall backward and I would know they'd be there to catch me and so yeah. That's what you need. You need to find your tribe, your people that really believe in you, because it's really easy to fall into traps here. Um, because mm-hmm. they're they're there's they know they're dealing with vulnerable people because it's their dreams. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know,
0: something that we want to launch, we haven't launched it yet, but the, the idea is there is the where we um another episode, another kind of show, but still part of the Christian sanity show called Entertainment Horror Stories. And that's where mm. people who have horror stories write in, t- tell us their story, sure. and then we read their story and we react
2: to it. I love that. You need to do that. Um, <laughs> I think that's really, really great because you know what, you're gonna be inundated <laughs> with stories, and by
0: <laughs> no means people let that- them know because that way they can get us their stories because that's yes. the thing we're lacking right now yeah, with the
2: story. We know oh, what- I'll, send you, I'll send you three. How about that? <laughs> great because
0: be we know yeah. once
1: we start. People but you know what? And then yeah, we'll be inundated. And then can see what we're doing. And then.
2: Yeah, I mean, but you know what? We oh, I think with that theme of that store, that show, and kind of what I'm doing, I'm having to kind of remember though that we can't make it all bad, right? And that right. we can't make Nashville all look bad either because it's not. And no, all, there exactly. are a lot of good parts exactly. to it too. And I'm I'm having to ride that balance as sure. well because I don't want it to come off like this is just a negative, mean show. Well, and,
0: see, that's um, why we would do Entertainment Horror Stories as an add-on to this, but not its own show. Yeah. It sure. would be, be like once or twice a yeah. week, we do that. But the, right. the um, Chris and Sandy yeah. show will still be here. Where we
1: With in- interviews with artists. And yeah,
2: I mean, I think that's so. a great idea because I mean, just like, yeah, I just found myself, I was like, gosh, I don't want it to feel like I'm ragging on Nashville or being an artist. Because at the end of the day, it was it sounds very hypocritical of me to say, like, I have I'm talking about a lot of the hard stuff and a lot of the bad stuff, yeah. but it's for but I would still encourage any young girl or or guy or or my age or older to pursue this. If you love it, go for it. Do it. Just mm-hmm. be I know you're it's like I talk to people and I want I'm like, I know you're a dreamer because I'm one too. But you need to be a little bit of a realist as well. You need to open your eyes. You need to educate yourself on the business. Don't Mm -hmm. just let other people make all the decisions for you. Don't just go in and believe the first thing. You know, dream big. Believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. Go for it because we only have one life. But also tread cautiously. You know, like it's your heart. It's your dreams on the line. It's like Like I remember
0: the old quote, trust but verify.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, I like to consider myself, it's funny, like I I really am a really big dreamer, but the older I've gotten, I've become a little bit more of a realist. And I think <laughs> you need a little of that in you to be smart, to be savvy, because at the end of the day, this is a business. It's not just your dreams, it's a business. And if you just love music and it has, and you don't want to be in the music industry, by all means, go do, go play writer's rounds, go do things for fun. Like, but don't mm. expect mm-hmm. it to become a career. Keep it a hobby if you want that. But if you want to be in the music industry, educate yourself. Learn the business. It's hard. And and it's, and it's you can run into some bad folks, but yeah. you're also going to meet a lot of good ones. So it's just about uh, figuring it out.
0: And you know, when you understand every aspect of the business because you're learning it all, then when you bring on team members, they respect you more and you know what you're looking for. So you can bring the right team member for that spot and that spot.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I was one of the. I, I went to a CMT does a lot of um, artist development, helping like. Uh, oh, how do I word this? They like workshops, workshops yeah. where they bring okay, in like, like new yeah. artists, and you get to like. They have a different speaker every month, and some of one times it's a publisher, and then the next it's a manager, the next it's oh, a, wow. a mm-hmm. publicist. Um, did I say publicist? Publisher and publicist. Okay, yeah. and. What I realize is how much I kind of already knew about each section because I took I've taken the time to really really learn the business, and I've worked with individually these people all the time. And I've noticed I looked around and a lot of artists haven't and they don't, and so mm-hmm. they're there and they're they're. I mean, what's great about this the the these workshops is that they are teaching you, but it's like yeah. you it's have true. to know that you can't be an artist that just comes in with your microphone or you write your songs and then you know nothing else. You have to know. All the aspects of the business. And while it might not be as fun, um, you're going to save yourself a lot of heartache if you learn.
0: Love that. Now that we hit that side, let's flip the script. And what are a few wow moments that's happened so far where you're like, wow, that happened?
2: Oh my gosh. Well, speaking of you, you know, we, when we entered into this podcast today or this show, you guys mentioned probably wouldn't be this way. And a big wow moment for me was, so that song is the reason why I started country music. It really is oh, the yeah. reason why, yeah. it was Leanne Rhymes, but that song made me mm-hmm. fall in love with country music in the storytelling of it all, because it's such mm-hmm. a vivid story. Well, mm-hmm. I had already been here for a few years and we were kind of looking around me and my team for somebody else who could help find me songs and pitch yeah. me songs. Yeah, I true. sat down with a woman by the name of Tammy Kid Hutton, and we sat down at a coffee shop here in Nashville and we got to talking. And we had been at the coffee shop for like two hours because we just clicked. We were like best friends immediately. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I tell her my story, how like what she asked me, I think what got me in the country music. And I was like, Oh, you know, Leon rhymes, really. And I was like, but the song probably wouldn't be this way is really it was the first song I ever recorded in a little home studio. It sounds mm-hmm. awful now, yeah. but it's my it's it really is what got me in, in love. Yeah. And yeah she her face like turned like white like a ghost and I was like oh, what's are you okay and she goes I wrote that song uh, oh wow oh, and I've never sh- I had never shared that story with even mm-hmm. my management up until t- yeah. then so they wouldn't have even known to pair us together by any means sure. so yeah. I go wait are you kidding and she goes I'm not kidding and she goes that was my first number one that was that was everything oh, for no. me that 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 started me on my journey of a songwriter really and I go whoa and i got chills from head wow. to toe cuz that was yeah. just like a like a fate god moment mm-hmm. so meeting her with and and by chance and now we work together and we, she was the one that helped co produce the the cover that I put on the EP, and she sang background vocals on it. And it was really, really cool to have the writer in the room giving her two cents of how she envisioned the song yeah. and how yeah. she would want it produced. And that is such a wow moment to wow. me because how many people get to meet the people that wrote the songs that made you the reason why I'm here? <laughs> and a really, really, it was a huge wow moment. And, um, Another one would be my first single ever released in Nashville. I'm a really, really big disney fan. i'm I'm quite obsessed actually with Disney., um, yeah. and I was just raised going there. My mom uh, worked there when she was younger, so. Mm-hmm. It's just like a, it's really nostalgic to me. So my first single ever was, was called Priceless. And I think we released that in 2019 and it debuted on Radio Disney Country before they, I think, stopped. Uh, And that was such a big deal because I'm like, I'm on Radio Disney. And it got to, I believe, number 14, which was just for a first single out in general and not Mm -hmm. having any experience in the radio world or anything really in Nashville for that to happen was also, I mean, just a wow pinch me moment because i seeing all these like connecting of the dots of things that you've loved and now i've been able to work with these people wow. that to me has been ultimate ultimate and ultimate uh dreams and what
0: about like being named cmt's next up now and and the other titles and stuff
2: i i'm starting to learn better at being able to stop and celebrate to some people which are really big moments like to me and to some they could be just small steps but i'm having a hard time because you know you 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 reach something that you say you've always wanted and then you're like oh wait no I want to reach this level and that level (laughs) and then you forget to celebrate on the way up and Mm -hmm. I'm starting to take it slower because I'm like I don't even I can't even tell you how many girls would love to be in my shoes to just get that title right and I might not be um big and not most people won't even even know my name or know my songs but that's still a huge accomplishment and mm-hmm. a huge honor that a lot of girls would just kill to have. So I have to remind myself. That it's
0: only back. a handful of people each year to get that.
2: Yeah, exactly. And you, and, and it's easy in this job to get down on yourself and be like, well, how come I haven't this, how come this hasn't happened yet? Or how come she's gotten there and I haven't gotten there and you have to stop and go, Oh my gosh, that's so toxic. It's just not a good thing to be in. And just to celebrate, all the things that come your way and any, anything, the yeah. article that is written about you or anything, that anytime even one person listens to your song is a win. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Love that. Now, you know, as you know, people see you, but they don't see the team behind you. In our opinion, teams never get they love. Don't. On our show, they get a love. And I know you've spoken a little bit about different teams today, yes. but let's go further. Tell us a little bit about the team that helps you be who you are.
2: Oh, my gosh. Where do I even start? Because I've got a (laughs) lot of them. So I mentioned Tammy Kid Hutton. She's the one that is basically co-producing all my music with me alongside Ben Phillips, who is my producer with most of my music. Um, I used to work with a guy uh, by the name of Bobby Campbell, who also produced a lot of my early stuff. So I always got to give him love because he's he's a dear friend of mine. Um, My management is Roundhouse Entertainment, um, and they are absolutely phenomenal. I've been with them. I met Greg McCarn um, before even moving here and he's actually the one that told me you got to be here you got to be here or I can't mm -hmm. and I had a really hard moment with him when I first met him I was in the (laughs) pinnacle building in Nashville and on the very top and that was already working enough and he goes um I'd worked really hard on on an EP of like five songs and he listened to it and he goes I like you he said this isn't the music and it needs to be completely redone and it took me (laughs) three years to just do that and I wow. go oh my gosh and he goes and then I, I pull myself back and I go this is about the patience it's about climbing the ladder appropriately mm-hmm. doing it right mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm so glad I listened to him because it wasn't right the music wasn't right and uh we needed to go back and no matter how long that was going to take I had to do it and that's okay and I did it um my publicists are monarch uh they are Hunt They're and nice. Heather mm-hmm. they are all Gosh, so dear and um, amazing, and I thought they represent. I think Chris Young and I remember being like, "They want to represent me? No way! That's just <laughs> that's that's impossible." Um, and they're the sweetest women in the in the world, and I've enjoyed being with them every step of the way. They get me, you know, slots like this and and anything else to help me promote anything that I'm doing, and they're so supportive. Um, yeah, so I think that I did producers, uh, publicists, management. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Oh, I mean, Robert Chavers has done all of my photography and all of my video work. I've never used anybody else, and I really believe oh, well. in a lot of loyalty. I. I really, I get really upset when someone succeeds on something and then they just like trade them in for something what they think is better or, or more relevant or whatever the case is. I'm just so not like that. It's like the yeah. only way we're going to part ways for something is because if we're just going in a completely different direction or there's yeah. something, it might not even be that you did a bad job. Just we, we might just be having to go creatively in a different direction. And those are always really hard conversations to have. And I, I hate having those. But Robert has, oh. I mean, he even photographed my engagement when I got engaged last December. We've become oh, really, yeah. really close friends, and he came over and he um, he filmed the whole thing. I didn't know about it. My fiance yeah. actually called oh. him. We're friends, so that part has been been amazing. And he just he even records the podcast for me. He um, um, that's great. Yeah, and I have a producer for the podcast. His name is Ed Hill. He actually lives in California, and we talk oh, ten hours a week, maybe more. Uh, on the phone which is which is crazy we actually have never met in person which is wild but we know each other oh, probably better than wow. anybody else like we know each other yeah. the best he's like my he's almost like a therapist every week because we just talk and we record all the conversations so we can get um you know transcripts back and mm-hmm. we get ideas mm-hmm. from that for the podcast I mean yeah my team is just phenomenal and there's so many of them <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love that. You know, speaking of teams, yes. we have a third co host, our 10 year old, that we bring on and ask a couple questions. So, Sandy's going to go get him. Oh, good. Awesome. And while she's getting him, what's kind of next for you?
2: Next is definitely probably just all the podcasts right now. I think we're really trying to lean into that and, and get that to where it needs to be. But I'm also in the studio right now, recording new music. On Thursday, oh, I wow. go into to uh, track, I think we're doing six songs. So we've done pre-production last Thursday, and this Thursday we're going to do all of the tracking. And, and so there will be new music, which is really, really awesome. I love being in the studio. I love creating new music. So um, whenever you, you're done with it, you get really kind of depressed because you just want to go back and do more. Uh, so I'm actually excited that we're getting back to it again. Um, so new music and podcast. And this is where all my energy is going to right now. I want to be more on the road, but it's kind of yeah. tricky right now. Hi. <laughs>
1: hey. All right, hi, Tim Lisa, what's your favorite food? What's what? What's your favorite food?
2: Mmm, mmm. Well, the California in me wants to say sushi, but probably Mexican, <laughs> Mexican food, all the way. <laughs> Cause
0: what's yours? Mine pizza.
2: Pizza, oh, I should have said pizza. Pizza's really good, I can eat pizza every day, right? What's your favorite okay. type of pizza? Uh,
1: what's my favorite type, um, pepperoni sauce and supreme and pineapple. He's got like four You like favorites.
2: pineapple, woo! Yeah. <laughs> i love pineapple on my pizza i hate hmm. when people say they don't like it hmm. <laughs> all right what's your tv show mm, favorite tv show the office i can rewatch oh. it over and over and over and over and over again
0: what's yours hi spongebob
2: spongebob you know what my mom loves spongebob she used to have hmm. a uh, a spongebob Keychain that she hung in her review review mirror yeah her review mirror in her car every day mm. and i used to love spongebob my favorite episode actually is when he blows up his muscles with mm. a straw yes you know that episode yeah, yeah i know it <laughs> it's a good episode yes <laughs> all, right. all right what's your movie mm, titanic because i love leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> what's yours? yours Uh mine is the minions Minions. Oh, you know, I love Steve. Well, of course, I like The Office. So Steve Carell voices um, grew in that. Yes. So I love that movie.
0: All right. Bye. Thanks.
2: Bye. <laughs> nice to meet you.
0: Yeah, He's been on almost every episode. He loves I love it. it. And maybe next year we told him if he wants, he can start his own show.
2: Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Does he like it? Does he like being he on He loves
0: it? it. Oh yeah. He loves it. So we're building towards that. I don't think he's ready to me. I don't think he's ready yet. So we're getting there. So we're building him up.
2: I realized while doing the podcast, how much work it took to learn the opposite end of it. Like I'm usually on this end, right? Where you ask me questions and yeah. um, I answer to be in your shoes. It's a totally different thing. It's, it's, it's a different animal completely.
0: Yeah. Not and- long ago for the first time we were on your end.
2: Oh,
1: we were last and, year, and, yeah, and they so. split,
0: and and um, it was um who was it?
1: The, oh, Hillary Roberts, right? Yeah. yeah, the singer
0: Hillary Roberts has a show, and she brought us on. Yeah, but she split us up. Oh, we're used to it yeah, off each other. They had us
1: on two different episodes, <laughs> and that that was
2: a little scary. Yeah,
1: really
2: yeah, I mean, I love this part. um Like I said, I can talk forever. I'm just not a shy girl. So I love talking and um, it can get me in trouble sometimes, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) But being on your end has been really, really cool. And I'm finding such a love and a passion for it. Because one, as much as I love talking, I do love listening. I love hearing stories. And I have found that the best questions come from the ones I never even prepared for. It's just Mm -hmm. through listening. And I think that comes with practice and um, sometimes it's nerve wracking at first, you have your questions and you're really prepared and, and you don't want to go off that script. And I'm realizing you kind of how have- no, it's
0: better to go off the script.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> and
0: yes. I, I, even from day one, well, and I always have a handful of questions, but my goal is to, like you said at the beginning to make it a conversation where, where it's like a couple people on the front porch, just chit chatting, yep. you know, and all that and, and going back and forth, not me just not asking questions but we go back and forth on things so i listen to where i can play office now granted there are some guests where the answer answer is like quick and then it stumps me a little bit every now and then because i'm like i'm like i'm 15 minutes in i'm like where do i go now
2: (laughs) no totally and a lot of artists unfortunately not unfortunately i think some are a lot are shy too they do that. It's mm-hmm. very quick answered. And-, and
0: some PR companies teach that too. Yeah. Oh,
2: I know. I try to give a fair balance. I, you know, I like to give more, you know, just because it gives you more to work with. And I know that. And I also, I just like, I like saying more. Um, And I'm, <laughs> but I, same thing when I'm, when I'm interviewing songwriters, I'm hoping that they have a lot more to say. And luckily yeah. I've gotten a lot of that. So I'm good on that. That is awesome. Oh, that's <laughs>
0: great. So if, if you could co-write with any artist, who would it be?
2: oh my gosh you know i always say sarah hayes i don't know if you know her i've i've recorded oh i feel like her whole catalog at this point she just gets me and what i want to my sound what i want to say um she wrote riot for rascal flats uh she's, she's written t- tons of stuff um and I wish her name was actually more well-known, but she does um, background vocals on like everybody in town. I think she's even been on like the Carrie Underwood albums and everything. She wrote she wrote a few Carrie Underwood songs. I mean, she's just phenomenal. And I want to write with her so bad. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and I actually have a co-write soon with one of my guests that uh, you'll be hearing soon. And oh, wow. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm gonna co-write with him at the end of the month, we think, and I wanna write something really patriotic i want to write a patriotic song so and he's kind of the man to go to so if that gives a hint at all and uh <laughs> yeah. i'm i'm really 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 excited because i one to write with a legend is not easy a lot of the times you don't get that opportunity it's just yep. it's not unless you know somebody that can. because they're so need.
0: used to writing with certain people and it's hard for yeah. them to break out of that comfort zone
2: mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of people work with you know strict publishers too right so i mean you yeah sometimes you just you, you can't write with certain people. I mean, it's just like, it's its pretty much an impossible task. So I've been really lucky that I have people on my team that know other people that help connect the dots, right? It's all about networking and connecting. And I'm kind of dipping my toes into the songwriting world right now. So this has been really exciting because I went on a, my next EP, um, almost every single song I will have co-written on, which is completely mm-hmm. new for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited about that because it is new. I've always wanted to be an interpreter of, of songs. I've I've loved the idea of being pitched great songs by great writers and then making them come to life. And now I'm going to try the being a part of the life of it all.
0: <laughs> so if you could bring anybody who's passed on back to spend a day and write with you, who would it be?
2: Oh my gosh. Michael Jackson.
1: Oh, that's a great one. Yeah.
2: Um, Michael Jackson, uh, I, he's one of my, my biggest, uh, musical influences, not as in my sound or what, but work ethic wise, I'm re, I've been always just really, really just uh, blown away by watching any documentary or even hearing people who, have, who worked with him and how just how he paid attention to detail, how he really cared about everybody else in the room, how he uh, just was so genius in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Um And now this person is not passed away, but I would love to know what it's like to be in a writing room with Taylor Swift. I bet that's really magical. Oh,
1: she's an amazing writer. I, I bet mean, that's
2: super magical. She's a marketing I genius. Oh, she's, know. Yes. She's kind of a And she is somebody who I have a lot of respect for in the sense of she, had, she learned every single aspect of the business. Down mm-hmm. to, I, I believe someone, I remember someone telling me. That she even learned how like the lights would go in her live show. Like so mm-hmm. she knew she knows everything. And you can't pull mm-hmm. the wool over somebody's eye when they know everything.
0: That's true. Mm-hmm. So where do you want to be in five years?
2: Oh I want to still be doing music. I mean, I and I want I really want to still be doing the podcast as well. I I want to still be releasing music, hopefully. I, I hope to be on the road more, I hope to be performing for live audiences. Um, But I my view success so much differently. Now, I used to think that success was fame. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I think most people do in the beginning, I think. And if anyone says that's not what they wanted in the beginning, they're lying to you. I I mean, (laughs) you don't get into this business not wanting to see your name in lights a little bit, I think. So, but I view it so much differently now. Uh, And I didn't, then, then I Who would be the said, only
0: people that can say that would be songwriters.
2: Absolutely. And an artists, most songwriters wanted to be an artist at first. So <clears throat> you just, I think your, your journey just kind of goes along the way. And now I'm like, I just want to do what I love. That's what I think yeah. and, and be good at it and hopefully make a living from it. I, I mean, I don't, that'd be silly to sit, not say that part because
0: yeah.
2: if I, if I want to do this, professionally, I have to be able to make money while doing it. And that's the only way I can really continue to do what I love in this, in this aspect for other people to see and other people to hear. Um, You kind of have to make it your job. And I hope, I hope that this continues to be my job. That's what I hope.
0: Love that. So let's look 15 years down the road and let's say you are a success on a grand scale, whatever that looks like for you, you're there. What do you hope you never forget along that journey?
2: all the people that have helped me now and have stuck by me and have been, I hope that I'm still working with my same management. I hope I'm still with Monarch. I hope I'm still, Robert Chavers is still the only guy that's ever shot my videos and and, and done my, I, that's what I hope. I hope that I remember the loyalty part because it's really important. And I learned, I don't know if you ever saw the uh, Katy Perry uh, documentary years ago that went in theaters. That taught Mm -hmm. me a lot. She kept the same costume designer. She kept the same everything. And it was just because it was, those are the people that got her where she was. And that really, really mattered to me. And I hope to remember to make the fans and the listeners first, put them first and make sure that whatever I'm putting out, it's geared for them. Because at the end of the day, if this is a job, yes, I have to love what I do and I have to love what I put out but I need to listen to the audience too. And I need to listen to what they want to hear. And because that's, if I don't care about what they want to hear, then I shouldn't be doing this on this scale.
0: And, you know, I think sometimes too, when people drop people as they grow. And again, I'm not saying this is right, but this is their thinking is that, okay, you, you got me here. Hmm. The, you won't be able to get me here. And I think that, you know, and, and sometimes they're right, but not always.
2: Not always not
0: always sometimes the people that you're with at the beginning they would blossom right along with you if you just allow them to
2: yes i that i i'm glad you said that because um i really believe in succeeding to the top with people it's very lonely at the top alone so why not rise with other people don't just jump ship to people someone who's already risen and has already gotten there, let's do this yep. together. At the end of the day, this is a team. This is this is a teamwork. This is, like I said, it takes a village. So let's do it together. I would much rather be cheersing champagne and succeeding and celebrating with the people that helped get me there.
0: Like Olivia Newton-John, we were like this close to getting her on our show before she passed. Oh. <laughs> and we were. I was emailing back and forth with um, one of the people that's on our team and I think he was on her team like 25, 30 years. And he said her, her attorney, 25, 30 years. So that's really cool that, you know, you get to the top and you keep that team. So now y'all can ride that wave together.
2: I think that says a lot about her as well as a person. And I didn't ever hear anything negative about her. And so that does prove a lot of things because um, she's probably a really, she was a really loyal and genuine and sweet woman. And that. Unfortunately, in this business, you don't, you know, sometimes you run into quite the opposite and it's, it's, it might be, and you know what, I don't know that life where I don't know how it can affect you on that level, but I I hope and I pray that if I were to ever be God willing, given the opportunity to be, you know, have a platform much bigger than the one I'm on, I would maintain, you know, loyalty, being humble, kind, because at the end of the day, I'm just a person. I mean, I'm not... so is everybody else. It doesn't matter who you are. Luke Combs, Carrie Underwood, Dolly Parton. doesn't matter. Garth Brooks. We all bleed, you know, the same type of blood. We all have, a, have one heart, one brain. You know, I, I just think that we just got to start treating each other like we're all equal because at the end of the day, we are. And we're all, God willing, going to the same place. It's so.
0: something I've noticed with people at the top, and not everybody's like this, but I've noticed that, um, that they change management and PR companies a lot because we reach out to people all the time on a monthly on a monthly basis. It seems like every month we're like, oh, they've already changed or they've already. you know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, and I guess I can go down to contacts and if things aren't working out the way you need them to. But at the same time, if that's not the case and they all were doing a good job for you, Mm -hmm. sometimes I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't really believe in exchanging in my old toy for something new and shiny all the time. I think that's The grass isn't always greener. I can tell you that.
0: (laughs) You know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I always like to go deeper than that. When did it click for you that this could be your career?
2: The day I got my one-way ticket to Nashville. Oh, wow. um, I was 27 and from there it all had been, you know, it was, I was working and I was doing all of it, but then it was like, okay, I'm really doing this. Like I have a one-way ticket. I'm not going back home. Like I don't, this is my home. This is, this is I'm putting all my eggs in this basket and I'm, I'm going for it because yes, they always say, don't put all your eggs in one basket, but I've got this one life. And here's the thing about the music business. If you don't give it all the eggs, the hundred percent, 110%, there's somebody next up in line. That's ready to, so if you're dividing your time up that much like a pie like a pizza pie you're not giving all of your effort in which you can and this this job takes every ounce of your effort
0: and you know saying that i remember we interviewed um allison Steele from two still girls years ago and i remember asking what advice she'd give somebody and i'll never forget that what she said she kind of joked but wasn't joking she said first don't do it (laughs) you know and then she added on she says um she goes on, um, but if you're going to do it, he says, um, you have, he says, if you can do anything outside of this and be and just keep this as a hobby and be happy. She goes go do that other thing. Yep. She goes just keep she goes but if you're going to do it you got to be all in because it takes all a in. toll on your body, your mind, your soul. He says you 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 lose everything with friends, with family because you have no time. It says you have it says it takes so much out of you that if you're not going to be all in because as you like you said, you're not going to make it if you're not. So so if you're not going to make it if you're not, then you have to do everything it takes and yeah. you have to know that what it takes because if you don't do that then what have you done it's it becomes that regret
2: absolutely and i've been guilty of being distracted and doing other things and because you do as an artist and or anything in this business it is such a roller coaster of emotions and sometimes you question yourself and you find yourself slipping and and then you have to get yourself back on track somehow. Right. If you really want it, you'll get you will find your way back if you really want it. And if you don't, it will slip and it will go away. And um, someone else will be there that will do the work that you weren't willing to. And that's that's OK. You know, it, it is what it is. Uh, but I will say the only thing I disagree with what she said is the, uh, the first of the don't do it, because i'm really really a, a a strong believer in dreams in general so whether that's it's like this being sarcastic
0: be or a little bit you know kind of joking yeah, no no no, no no
2: no, i get it <laughs> but like um i'm just no matter what job it is i don't if you want to be a police officer if you want to be a firefighter if you want to be a doctor or you want to be a lawyer you want I, heck i don't care if you want to make coffee at starbucks <laughs> do it with all of you all of you and give and if it's your dream follow it and what's the worst that can happen it doesn't work out okay but you can get up, dust yourself off and and move on to the next best thing, but you can, but you'll never look back and say, I didn't try.
0: Exactly. So what inspires you?
2: The city, the city in itself, it, it inspires me. It pushes me so much and makes me work so much harder. Um, I remember my, of my first meetings I ever had here in Nashville, I left feeling so discouraged and I went into the Margaritaville on Broadway yeah. and there was this uh, duo sitting there with a, you know, a bucket that for tips, cause they're not getting paid on there and they're just singing. And they were so good, so good that I thought I could hear them on the radio right now and they'd be stars, but nobody's taking a shot on them. And I'm just looking and they have a tip jar out and I started bawling. I started crying my eyes out. I went back to my hotel room and I go, okay, that's either going to make me pack my bags and go home because I'm not meant for this or it's going to light a fire under my butt and I'm going to get online and I'm going to follow every producer, every songwriter, any manager, and I'm going to do the work and I'm going to, and it's going to make me be better. And I'm going to sing every day and I'm going to work. I'm going to, I have no, I have two options. I can go home or I've worked harder than anybody else in the room. I got two options. And I chose the option of lighting the fire under my butt because I didn't mm-hmm. want to go home because I loved it so much. And I gave that that duo, I think, like a hundred bucks, uh, my yeah. like a hundred dollar bill that day. Oh, and I, I go because uh, it which what kills me is that you for every one person on the radio you hear that you might not even think is great, there's a hundred of them here that are phenomenal in and,
0: and nashville uh-huh, on yeah. broadway you know because we go to nashville quite a bit but there's so many great singers in those bars there are
2: and no one's out there looking for them, and that's what hurts my heart because i'm sitting here on you know with so many opportunities and going on you know morning shows and radio mm-hmm. tour and all this stuff and listen there's always going to be someone better than you harder working to some people, better looking, whatever the case is, it's always going to be someone better than you. Okay. So it's really going to come down to what are you willing to do? Not, not bad Mm -hmm. wise, but work ethic wise. But it hurts my heart because I I see some of these people on Broadway that are busting their butt like every Mm -hmm. day and they're better than me, way better than me. And I go, where, wh- what, why? And i that's why I wish there was more taking chances on people and less about, you know, <coughs> the, the politics of it all sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, and, you know, really
0: stuff, I, and, you know, I've heard this from a few artists, people for Broadway, that sometimes people get in this rut to where those bars are paying their living. So they get comfortable. Yes. So then they don't take chances then. And then they become in that stuck there.
2: Yeah. It's easy to do because at the end of the day, we got to put, keep the lights on. We got to, we got to, we got to buy food. We got to, mm-hmm. and that's why there's a lot of people. And that's why I feel bad when I say about certain artists or certain people, when I say like, you got to be all in, you got to put all your eggs in the basket. <laughs> well, yeah, but I also got to work that nine to five to pay for the music. Cause it costs money to, to make the music, mm-hmm. to get in the studio, to do, to pay your producer, to pay your photographers, to pay your videographers. Um, so you you, you got to and then you got to eat you you, you got to mm-hmm. keep the electricity on yeah. you got to so it's like very naively and 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 rarely actually wrong of me to say like you got to yes you got to be all in but like uh, it's crazy because you to, you got to make sacrifices elsewhere to make yep. something else happen mm-hmm. and exactly. it's just it's really it's And if you're on your lunch
0: break, make the phone calls you need to make. You know, that's the part I think people miss when you say all in. I think, you know, all in also means, yeah, you can still do your nine to five. But when you're on your lunch break, that 30 minutes instead of um, going to a restaurant to eat, bring you a food and get on that phone.
2: Sure. Yeah. And then nowadays, I think what is being more pushed into the light, which I'm very glad about, is making sure you're okay. I think mental health too has been a huge issue these last few years. And I think it's always been an issue, but we just never shown a light, like spot, a spotlight on it. And now it's like, especially in in positions that artists are in, there are a lot of lows and there's a lot of things that can happen. People lose their record deals. People, I mean, or they go bankrupt or they don't have money. Mm -hmm. They can't do this. You got to check in on those people too, because you got to take time to maybe sometimes it's okay to take a break. And go, okay, let me reevaluate, let me breathe, yep. let me yeah. let me relax, let me get a good night's rest. Let me let me just let me go treat myself to a day where I just do the, some of the things that I love to do and enjoy. Just don't think of all the madness of this all. That's yeah. really important mm-hmm. too. So it's gosh, finding yes, that balance the roses.
0: Awesome.
2: Yeah,
1: all about balance. <clears for throat> sure. And what would you like for your legacy
2: to be? What would you like to be oh. known and remembered for? Oh my gosh. That's such a tricky question because there are so many things, right? I'm really honest mm-hmm. about um, this question because I actually end my podcast this way too. So um I'm going to say something that might sound a little narcissistic, and I hope that you don't take this wrong because I think everybody should say this answer because that what everyone wants to say at first is like, oh, that I was a good person or that, oh, I made mm-hmm. people, which is all true. You know, it's like yes, saying the world course. peace situation during the Miss America. Of course we want world Yes. Peace. Right. I want to be remembered. Mm. So, first of all, to answer your question, when you say, How do you want to be remembered? Well, first of all, I want to be remembered just in general. Yes. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yes. Uh, and now, not for anything bad. I want to be remembered for good things. I want to be remembered for for the the work I did and for the music I put out, but I do want to be remembered. I want want to be known on a bigger scale. I don't want to just be known by my friends and family. And I know that's a very, very honest answer, but I'm so sick of all the fluff and when people aren't very honest. So I'm just Mm -hmm. really, really, really honest now. So to answer your question quite bluntly, how do I want to be remembered? Well, I just want to be remembered. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to be forgotten. Uh, uh, <laughs> I want people to remember what I did in my show and my music yeah. and what and and that kind of I, of course, for the good things, I don't want to be remembered for something bad. In that case, mm-hmm. forget about me. <laughs> <But, laughs> yeah. But I, I, I want to be, I got into this business because I wanted to do something great. I wanted to be on a bigger scale, a bigger stage, a bigger mm-hmm. platform. And mm-hmm. that was something mm-hmm. that I've always loved to, since I was a little girl. I wanted to be known, I guess. <laughs> and I don't know, because it's not like I was ever deprived of, of <laughs> blood and my I got lots yeah. of it. Well, but I just bet. always felt destined for something big and great. So mm-hmm. I, I want to be remembered for all the work I've done. And of course I want to be known as a good friend, a good daughter, a good wife, mm-hmm. a good mom, hopefully. All those things are really important. But I want to be I want to be remembered. I want people to go, oh yeah, that 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 woman, Tiffany Woyser, she had really this song changed my life, or that oh, podcast yeah. was really I want that.
1: We get it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you could say anything to your followers and fans, what would you want to tell them?
2: Thank you for still sticking around. And for the ones that have been around and the new ones that join whenever, thank you for following it and journey and and supporting my music and in, in every endeavor I go down. I'm sure this podcast won't be the last of them, and I'm just so grateful that people still care to listen. I know how hard it's been to find new people. I think COVID, it was interesting. We 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 felt comfortable going to the things we already felt comfortable with. So if you were a fan of Taylor Swift, Kelsey Ballerini, Maren Morris, whatever, you went back to what you were comfortable with. And not a lot of people were trying to discover new people because we wanted to feel like normal, like safe. Yeah. Um, so any new person I, I receive that has heard me or listened to me or taken the time I'm really grateful for. And thank you because I know it's so easy just to go to what makes you feel comfortable mm-hmm. and uh, it takes more work to look for the new artists. It does. Yeah. it, takes it does. More work. Mm-hmm.
0: Love that. So as we close out here, what advice would you give somebody who wants to do what you do?
2: Oh gosh. Like I was saying earlier, do it, just do it. You might fall flat on your face and mm-hmm. Um, I had a radio programmer once tell me that I most likely will. And I, and yet you might, you most likely will. (laughs) I was at the CMA awards the other night and I saw how many chairs are down on the actual floor. There's not many. And you're all fighting for that one spot, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And half of those, 50% of those chairs were plus ones. So were people that were accompanying the person that was actually being Mm recognized. So that's scary. It's a scary thought, but you know what? you'll never have a seat at one of those tables if you're not gonna try.
1: Yep. You, the mm-hmm. answer is
2: always no if you never ask. Yeah. So you might as well go out and at least give it a shot and and follow the dream. One being the Disney girl in me, uh, uh, dream, dream all the way, dream big, dream hard, but work hard for it. And if you worked really hard and you can say you gave it all you got and it still didn't work, that's okay, that's okay. And don't, don't beat yourself up too much about it. At least you you gave it all. You gave it your all. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be the, a Carrie Underwood or whatever. And I most likely won't be. And that's okay. But, gosh, I've met so many cool people. I've done so many cool things. So don't skip out on those memories because, gosh, they're cool. They're good. You, you can't, you can't like, buy next, those things. You know, that's, <laughs> that's like true. next to
0: my computer in the r- office. I've got a sign that says Emmy winning the Chris and Sandy show.
2: You got manifest it. You got to put it out there. You have to. And because if you don't and you don't try, of course, you are ne- it will never happen. Right. It's never going well, to
0: go on my deathbed knowing that I gave it everything instead of being on my deathbed wondering what if.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is totally not even about music or anything related, but I people would always tell me because I always wanted to find the one, you know, my the love of my life. And they're like, well, you're not going to find them if you never go out on a date. Animal. Oh, yeah, so true. I mean, you're yeah. right. It's scary. Yeah. No matter what you do, taking a risk on trying to find something that matters to you is scary. Mm-hmm. When you have more to lose, you're more terrified. You're more yeah. scared because it's, it means more to you. You don't mm-hmm. care. If, if you don't care about something, then you don't care if you lost it. Eh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. But you got to get out there. You got to put yourself out there because if you don't put yourself out there, you're never going to be found.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love that. So tell everybody how they can find you.
2: On all my socials, I'm on everything. I'm pretty much, I think, <laughs> anything that you can find me. Um, <laughs> um, my full it. name is Tiffany Woys. That's W O Y S. And then for the podcast, um, it's What's Mine Is Yours. And the Instagram handle for that is uh, W M I Y dot podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and well, so it's just the abbreviation for it because what's mine is yours is a little big and mm-hmm. i uh yeah tiffany boys other than that and you'll find me pretty easy because there's nobody else really in the united states that has my last name unless they're related to me so if you, still spell <laughs> that out, we'll find
0: yeah. you. makes it easy that
2: makes it easy it you know
0: we really enjoyed mm-hmm. having you on today we did. and we it's look fun. forward to having you back down the road
2: thank you so much you guys i really appreciate you taking an hour out of your day to, to talk to me and hear me me Gab, so thank you very I much. Love it.
1: You made it easy. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Have a great day. You, you too. too. Bye. Bye.